podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Basketball's coming to town, basketball's coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. Scott's making a list. Grant's checking it twice. They're gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Basketballs are coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. You know what I just realized? What did Literally you just, just now. That, like, the boys are back is, like, your catchphrase. Well, the boys are back. That's funny because I have mine, Meet Me at the Cathead, and I was, like, wearing that shirt because I own it, the boys are back shirt, and I was just like, why do we have this on here? Like, where did that start? But you say it, like, every single episode when you started off. So now I realize. Now I just caught on. Welcome back, guys. Bosco's Boys Podcast. It's kind of a Christmas edition. It's a Q and A. It's our favorite. It's our favorite one because the Q and A's we always get drunk, and we are on our way to that right now. Yes, we are. We are at probably. See, I, I, I don't want to say our favorite spot to record because we are still very partial to both Double Shift and uh, Cinder. Uh, yeah, Cinder Block Brewing in North Kansas City. But if we're not going to be in a brewery. Our favorite spot is the International Tap House right down here in the crossroads, yeah. Kansas City, Missouri. I mean, not only do they have a million beers to choose from, but the space is incredible. It's always just our own personal room. It is. If uh, if our friends over at Double Shift ever want to just like put a recording studio uh, in their brewery, then uh, make it a little easier for us, then we might be there a little often. But anytime we come to ITAP, we just get our own little personal room and table service, and it's just amazing. It is amazing. Before we kick this off, I'm going to tell them about my beer of the pod. It's this the, might be a second it's a recurring, time. It's, it's a, a recurring beer of the pod. It's a recurring beer of the pod. It's the Blueberry um, Maple Stout. I f- can't remember the I can't remember the brewery that it, that brews it already. I forgot, but that's okay. It's really, really good. I think you guys should come to ITAP and check it out. Yep, my beer of the pod. It's one of uh, the tastiest beers i've had in a long time it's of the goose island bourbon county brand stout family it is the bramble rye stout it honestly tastes like a blackberry jam almost if i was going to say if i was going to make a blackberry jam into a stout it would be this one um it's very good yeah it's rocking at 12.7 before this i had uh plaid habit by boulevard just now, that's what you were drinking? Yeah, right before nice. that. So I'm probably going to be Ubering home tonight because I think we might wander across the street to Double Shift after this to try their uh, Requiem for a Pancake, I believe it's called. Uh, I'm not sure what it's called, but it looks amazing. And I have to correct you. Um, that's not actually your beer of the pod. Uh-oh. 
I've got a mystery beer of the pod for you. Merry Christmas to you. It's um, that's you my. Open this I think you should pod? because okay, it's worked on. out very nicely. What could it be? And a nice card. Oh, I appreciate it. That I got today. I got that one for free. So. <laughs> Perfect. This is amazing. So Grant just uh, handed me a Brandyland from Boulevard. And I had j- I had just been talking about how I wanted to try that one, and I was a little sad that it was. You were mistaken. Uh, you thought you yeah. had it, but you had, had the plaid the habit. Plaid habit, yes. So there that you is go. Actually, amazing. It's it's funny how things work out. And I'll uh, read my Christmas card off, Pod. I appreciate. You might not it. want to drink that tonight, though. No, I will not. Like it's <laughs> going to it's going to be a uh, boozy day for me. Like I said, I'll probably have to Uber home. And come down and get my car over my lunch break tomorrow because we don't condone drinking and driving on this pod. Always be safe. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to be safe uh, this holiday season while you have sexual intercourse, not only should you wear a condom, but you also sh- should use Blue Chew. Go to BlueChew.com for your first month free. It's the same FDA-approved active ingredients as you'd find in Cialis or Viagra, and since it's a chewable, it will hit your bloodstream up to 10 times faster. Uh, if you want a rock hard erection, and if you don't want to pay for it, all you have to do is $5 for shipping and handling. handling. Go to bluechew.com and use promo code armchair. I couldn't agree more. I fully endorse the product. Um, what else is? Who else are sponsoring? We're also sponsored these days. by my bookie. Use We're back promo with my code, bookie, baby. Yep, promo code chair. For a hundred hundred percent deposit up to a thousand dollars, they're doing their twelve days of giving. They're doing free bets. They're doing juiced up odds all the way up until Christmas. So get over there, open your account. You win, you get paid. Go to my bookie. They've been rocking with us for almost as long as anyone. They only missed out on two weeks of sponsoring this show since we became professionals. Um, they're early. Go gamble there. I agree. Is it just a Q&A? Should we get yeah, into the just questions? Just a Q&A. Uh, real quick, what were your thoughts? We finally saw the uh, all perp or all lavender jerseys. They're going to debut uh, Saturday versus St. Louis in the Sprint Center. I love them. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw those? I love them. Um, not the first time I'd seen them, but um, they look so – everything just looks so much better when they're on the player and they look great, you know, in person. Um I love them. I, I really, really like them. Initially, I was against the All Lavender. I think you were too, but honestly, I think I like it more than the two-tone now. I think those shorts, the design, the new stripe on the side, um, I like the new, more condensed numbers. I just think it looks really, really good. Um, I love it. I hope they start selling all the shorts soon. Man, I tell you what, I want them to sell the shorts so bad, but I have a, just a gut feeling they're not going to. That makes me sad. Well... Maybe ju- maybe Jason can hook us up somehow. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, shout out to Jason. There was a nice feature on K-State Sports Extra on the website, a nice little written article. Yeah. Um, anyone who's listened to our episode with Jason from last, uh, I think it actually dropped on January 1st, 2019. Um, it's n- not going to be anything new to the listener, but it was a great little piece. Jason is a great wildcat. And an elite designer. Um, and I think K-State's just blessed that he went to our school and we have someone like that up there at Nike who's so talented. Yeah, I'm really happy for him that he got – it's starting to get a little bit of publicity, you know, 
get some recognition that he deserves. And, you know, he'll be back around the next couple weeks. We might be able to get him on again to actually talk about his products for once, um, you know, and maybe give us, give the listeners a little bit of that inside peek that he was able to give to us. So I would think that I'll have to be in contact with him because yeah. I'd love to talk to him again and, you know. See how he's re- see see how he feels about these reactions and all that good stuff. I yes, I would love to do that as well. Um, that's all we got. Um, maybe when we come back from our second beer break, we might have an announcement about the Kansas City basketball game. Maybe we won't. Not sure. Uh, stay tuned on that. Um, but we're gonna jump. You want a in- mic stand? Are you good? No, I'm gonna right. just hold my mic. So we're gonna jump into it. It's a Q and A. Remember, always use hashtag Ask Bosco. And even if we're not doing a Q&A episode, we will go back and find it if we need to. Um, I think we at least try to answer almost any to- any question anyone asks using that hashtag, whether it's a Q&A episode or if we go back and get it. The first one is from earlier in the month from at Catsman15. He said he thinks we hit the nail on the head. He would be interested in our thoughts on this concept or something like it. He wants to go all in on developing the future of the basketball program and the freshmen. He wants to run the offense predominantly through Dejuan Gordon. He thinks Snead and Cartier seem to work better as secondary scorers, and that's okay if they think we can develop Dejuan into a consistent scorer. Um, what do you think on that concept? Uh, do you think that it's too early to try to do that? Do you think, hey, we're not winning games first teams with a pulse, n- nothing will hurt? Um, what are, what's your thoughts when you hear that? I don't think we're quite to that point to where we're like, let's just throw in the towel and give it to the freshmen because they're they're not ready to bear that responsibility yet. Um, I think we just got to find a way to get more guys from our senior leaders and or get more production from our just our leaders in general, our upperclassmen in general. Um, Cardi and X are still our two best players, even if in a vacuum. You know, when you put them up against Dejon Gordon, I still think that they're better players. Um, they have more experience. So I don't know. I, I just think the team's got a lot, kind of got a lot to figure out. Um, but I, it does start with like that maturity from the top. Um, we're not getting enough out of our seniors, namely Mac. Um, or not well Mac too, but I meant to say X. But um, I, as far as that questions go, that question goes. I don't think we're. It's too early for that. I don't. I think that would just be too much to put on the freshman. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I agree with what he said though. Those guys seem to thrive in the secondary roles, but I, just, I don't think that we can put them in that position. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, it's an interesting take. Say we lose if if we lose to St. Louis and if we lose versus Tulsa, um, and then you lose a couple early Big Twelve games, then sure, why not? Right. Um, I, while I'm very close to it, I, I still think we can. If we go ten and eight in the Big Twelve, we get into the tournament. It might be a playing game. It might be as like a twelve seed. But I think if you find a way to win 10 Big 12 games, you're still in the tournament. And until that becomes impossible, I'm not ready to quite throw in the towel. I'm not either. I mean, we're only 10 games in, uh, 6 and 4. Yeah, it's not great. We're only 10 games in. Yeah, 6 and 4 is not great, but basketball's weird. We can put together. I was ready to throw in. I was 
ready to throw in the towel last year. Obviously, these are two completely different teams, but when we started 0-2 in the Big 12, I mean, I was I was full-on meltdown, meltdown mode. Like, we can find ourselves and go on a nice run of games, and if we can have a respectable – I agree with you. If we can have a respectable um, record in the conference, then that will give us a chance to sneak into the tournament. And, honestly, that's kind of all that anyone could really have asked for this year and – I don't know. I don't. I think it's just it's a little bit too early for that. I agree with you. This one comes from over a month ago, but I absolutely loved the question from Neville Warfer. Um, I think that's his Twitter handle. Uh, if K State hired you to teach a Wildcats athletics history, Ooh. what materials would be on your syllabus? Any required readings? Any games that must be watched? And how would one learn about K State's history from scratch? Damn, that's a great question. That requires like some, I feel like some deliberation. Um, well, I, I've thought about this a little bit. Let's what, see if I can find that so I can look at it. What I would do is I would, I would have them for football for the football side of the course. I would have them read the Sports Illustrated article "Futility You." Yeah, and just get all the bad stuff out of the way. And then I would have them, like, stuff that they would watch, I'd have them watch The Foundation. Incredible. I'd have them watch The Copper Bowl. Hell, I mean, you... I'd have them watch the 93 highlight I, tape. I was just about to say... Because it's so easy to watch. <laughs> um, obviously, you'd need to watch uh, 98 Nebraska. I you think, might need to watch 98 A&M. Yeah, you, yes, for a history class, you'd have to watch 98 uh, A&M. I think you would have to watch, uh, would it have been the 99 Holiday Bowl? For, we played Washington? Yeah, I mean, because that was like, of like, oh no, you'd need 97 Syracuse in the Fiesta Bowl, 99 uh, Washington, um, probably the 2000 home loss to Oklahoma. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone talks about you how You could listen to moment. a couple of Bosco's Boys podcasts yep. that rehashed a couple of those losses. Yes, um, Because, honestly, except you'd have to subscribe to the Patreon for that one. But Listen to the Bishop episode. Listen to the David Allen episode. For sure. Um, yeah. The I think draft episode. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you probably you'd have to watch 2003 Big 12 title game, which was kind of like we finally it felt like we got over the hump after 10 years of not quite winning the big game. Then the Reggie Walker and Ian Campbell episode to uh, experience, experience the Ron Prince the dip. <laughs> I would say the Central Florida game in 2010 because why not? Because it was it was just crazy, and that's a really entertaining it's game. The beginning honestly. of the uh, Bill 2.0. Um, the Oklahoma road game in 2012, pro- probably have to watch the Baylor game. Definitely. Uh, trying to think. And honestly, the Texas game, which kind oh, of yeah. completed Bill's comeback, he he won the Big 12 championship. Huh. Listen. I have to watch this year versus Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. You'd have to listen to all the podcasts where we're like, when is Bill <laughs> going to move on? Yes. Because I, there was a it, – it, there was a dark period where, like, if you, actually, we if were you, clearly trending down, which was, like, something I just don't ever think about anymore. Like, we spent, like, two years talking about, like, God damn, please, I, I hope Bill retires. Well, one season is when yeah, we did I guess the that's true. Like, well, we, we stopped, spent probably five years yes. talking about it. 
you and I did. Actually, what's crazy is when you and I started this podcast, it honestly probably couldn't have started better. The inaugural episode was previewing the game versus Kentucky. Um, and then we have a immediate reaction to Kentucky. We have a couple episodes leading up to playing Loyola in the uh, Elite Eight and then our meltdown over that and then the final year of Bill, a coaching search. Um, it, it's crazy. Uh, basketball, there's so much history uh, that I probably don't even fully grasp, which is, it's, it's just crazy. Casey had such a rich history, but something that I said – during the West Virginia game, during the halftime presentation to Bill, uh, it was a v- small little video narrated by Brian Smoller about K-State and the 150 years of college football. This question really makes me wish that K-State would produce truly a documentary series, like of probably like a volume of like 12 hour-long documentaries narrated by Brian Smoller about the history of K-State athletics. I agree. K State should definitely do it. Um, that be full, that would be awesome. A full hour dedicated to our big boy Bosco the dog. And we know, yeah, that'd be awesome actually. Because frankly, we don't know that much about like Bosco. Well, so shout out to Will <laughs> Dubois who has pulled stuff out of old yearbooks, yeah. and then I think it was some random person who found a postcard that was written on it about Bosco the dog at the alumni association tweeted it either at me or at the show. Um, it's just crazy because like he's the namesake of this podcast. It started off as a joke, but he truly was a real fixture at K state athletics and Kansas state university for like five to six years. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I feel like that would be, that would be so cool. Honestly, if we still had like a black lab as our, as our um, live mascot, I still we, think we could pull it off. I, we really should. I think. The, I think what we need to do. Every bonehead. I'm trying to. I wonder what their at is. K State. Just tweet at the alumni association. Tell them that you want to bring back Bosco. I think that is the. Yes, it's K State alumni on Twitter. That is the route we need to go if we want to bring back Bosco. I love Gene, but he's not going to do it. Gene's not going to bring back the mascot. We need to go after the Alumni Association. I agree. Hashtag Let's get bring back Bosco 2020. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll keep moving on. C underscore NRAD from November 15th. Please rank script cats helmet and script wildcats basketball jerseys. The u- basketball uniform's way better than the helmet, but it's still crazy to me that we played a football game without a power cat, and I love it. It is crazy. And. Well, cl- I mean, clearly, like, the Wildcats is better than the Cats. Cats is pretty simple. We just slapped a sticker on a helmet, um, which looked really, really good, actually. I think when we had coupled that with the white pants, like, I thought it looked awesome, and I would love for that to be used a lot more. That said, I mean, what Jason did with those Wildcats uniform, I mean, it's unbel- It's sexual. It sucks we're 0-2. It sucks those, that we are bad <laughs> this year and we've lost. Those are legitimately my favorite uniforms I've ever seen. I agree. I agree. I'm ex- I'm really excited to see. Um, I'm assuming we're going to wear the all-abs this weekend. Yes. Yep. I'm we're excited to see those in person because I think that everything looks better like when you see it in person up close. It's it's going to look good. I hope that I hope that we can win in them. I agree with you. Because Chef- basketball was undefeated with alternates 
until yeah, this for year. A while. Yeah. So they still haven't lost in the lavender since they came back a couple years ago. I know. Fingers crossed. Three and zero. I'm already done with my beer. This is gonna be a drunk one. This is gonna be a drunk one. Do we want to pause before we get into chef, or do we want to get to chef as four? Let's do chef, and then we'll get it. I'll get a beer. Okay. Chef Andre Napier asks best pizza topping combination. Um. Shoot. Do you like cream cheese on your pizza? I sometimes uh, if you're gonna do cream cheese, you have to have jalapenos to bu- balance it out, or a spice. Some more I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I think that would be better. Cheese on its own isn't gonna. So this is what I. Well. This is like. So my girlfriend doesn't like pepperoni, which kind of annoys me, but I work with it. We do chicken and green pepper, which is like pretty good. I like green pepper on pizza. Green pepper, I think, is like I always put it on there. I think pepperoni and uh, jalapeno is always a good one. Yes, I agree. If you add some cream cheese to that, that would be really good. Um, but we've been doing, like, cream uh, cream cheese, uh, green pepper, and chicken, and it's pretty damn good. But Where do you order from? We've been getting that from Minsky's. Oh, I didn't know Minsky's did cream cheese. It's good. So when, it's if good. I do Minsky's, I'm doing prime cut, which is just their meat lovers. Oh, yeah. It has two different sausages, um, some Canadian bacon, pepperoni. And regular bacon on it. I, I like that. Um, I like a pepperoni and jalapeno. I like a sausage and mushroom. I like mushroom on pizza. I'm trying to think. Um, what What are you doing if you get only one topping? You get cheese and one topping. What are you choosing? If it's just me, I'd probably do like pepperoni. I go sausage, but you know pepperoni is a classic. Yeah, pa- so- yeah. I don't know. Sausage sausage definitely has definitely has more substance to it. Like I feel like, I feel like I ate more of a meal if I have sausage on my pizza. But you know, that's what I do. I like it. All right, chef keeps us going, asking if you became T Boone Pickens rich, how much money do you donate to Case Athletics? So I think officially T Boone was right at around the billion dollar mark. Okay. Um, I mean, at that point, your money is making money. A lot of it. Exactly. Your money's making a lot of money. I mean, I'd probably feel pretty comfortable. I would just be like, how much do you want? How much do you need, (laughs) basically? Because at that point, when you have a billion dollars, it's going to be hard to spend it, to be fair. Well, so I had this conversation just jokingly with someone in the office. If I got a billion dollars, the first thing I would try to do is bring NHL to Kansas City. That would be elite. If that wasn't going to happen... Because that that's going to cost a lot of money, well, right? Well, no, I mean, you can, like the lowest valued like NHL teams like around three hundred million. Okay, that's doable. That is doable. But if if you were saying, "Hey, Scott, you have a billion dollars, you're going to die like in twenty years," type thing, so it's like, "Hey, long term assets don't mean anything." Because an NHL team or any professional sports team, that's an asset holds value. If you donate to an athletic depart- department, you're never yeah, see, right. Like, you don't see a return on investment. But if I had that type of money, I might go to Gene and say, Gene, how much money would it take <laughs> to get you to add men's hockey at K-State? I would love that, too, by so the I, way. So I would donate that. I would donate whatever it took to renovate Ahern into a hockey rink. And then I would awesome. say, hey, find me the best, like literally the best collegiate men's hockey team. And I will buy that coach, and then I'll set him down and say, what do you need 
to make this the best hockey team in America. And then I'd donate that, and then I would put up the money for a softball team because of Title IX. And then I think it would be pretty legit to have a softball team, too. And then after that, i probably also buy the naming rights to all of the ma- <laughs> facility masters playing that hasn't already been spoken for. I'd yeah. say, Gene, what is the naming rights for the football practice facility, for the volleyball arena, for the south end zone? Uh, what else was there going to be? A soccer practice facility, all that type of stuff. And I would name all of that after my family members that graduated from K-State. That's very nice of you. But it would be the Scott McFarland family ice rink at a Hernfield house. That would make so many people so mad. It would be amazing. I would love it. And I, and one thing I'd say is my donations all go away if you ever play a basketball game in the renovated Ahern. There you go. Because <laughs> it'll never we could use We could use Will's design for a hockey uniform to start out year one. Oh, 100%. Because it's good. Although, I yes, but I would like to see what Jason yeah, can I do know, for, I know, me too. for a hockey jersey. All right, Chef, he has two more before we'll take a break. He asks, what is your idea of heaven? It's a very crazy question. Um... Honestly, when I think of heaven, I do think of, like, the just, like, cartoon, like, clouds. Everyone's wearing a white robe. I don't know. This is – it's very, like – I like to think there's so a – very philosophical a question. A record hall where I could walk in there and open a book and I could see, like, how many pints of beer I've had in my life. That would be – I don't know if you'd be, like, proud of yourself or, like... I'm not saying I'd be proud. I'm just saying that I think it would be cool. Oh, it'd be nice to know. It'd be cool. That would be awesome. Like, I think about that all the time. If if life were, like, a video game and you could, like, check your stats, like, in certain certain statistics in certain categories, it'd be fucking awesome. But, man, I don't know. It's hard to comprehend such a question. Frankly, I, I I don't know. It it's I guess I don't want to get into like <laughs> you know uh, what we believe you know religiously or anything like that. But it's I don't think that we can comprehend it. No, I don't. think I think you that's can. if if that's something that we believe in or something you believe in. You know, heaven. I don't think it's comprehensible. No, it's not. But I do like to think that there's a record hall. But I typically think like. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever actually sat down and Have thought you seen about this it personally. The end? Oh yeah. Yes, I like to think that you get up there and everyone does a choreographed dance to everybody by. That would be cool as shit. That would be awesome. All right, last one from Chef. Although he does come back later on. Um, Thank God. And then we will. You can take a potty break and we can get another beer. This one is going to be way easier for me than it is going to be for you. <laughs> um, he said, would you rather be half your weight or be double your height? I mean, okay, I need to shed a lot of weight. <laughs> so being half my weight, I mean, people will just be like, oh, wow, Scott got super hot. So that You're would right. be very easy I, for me. This is like one of the few questions that I actually saw. <laughs> and for me, it's like. It's really splitting hairs because I like. You're either going to be the tallest person I, ever, or the smallest. Person well, I think ever. both like scenarios. I'm like on the verge of death, you know. Not me. Because I would be. I'm farther away from like, death. I'd be twelve feet tall. Um, You're not six. Foot. I'm not six foot. But I'm five nine. Yeah. When you you'd add be up close to twelve. When you add up, you'd be I'm like really eleven dumb right and now. a half. Well, okay, um, but. You know, what I'm saying is 
when you think about it that way, like, am I? I don't know. There's no, t- there's no one that's like roughly 12 feet tall that are gonna be in any good shape whatsoever. But if I'm half my, I'm weighing like I weigh like 150 probably. I mean, I. This question was at. Like, what's the scenario? I'd be, for me. I'd be weighing like 75 pounds, and well, that would be really bad. At least in that scenario, you could then at least probably get yourself to a healthy level. Like, have over to be, the I'd few be months. real sick. I'd be real I sick. I know, but like you could, you could eventually. If you go right to a hospital, you could probably end up being okay. Yeah, probably. If you're 12 foot, you're probably dying within two years no matter what. There's no scenario <laughs> in which you survive it, being that tall. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, is my in this scenario, is my body, like, adapting to being, like, you're just, all right, you're 12 feet tall. Yeah, I think That's it's your overnight. body. Overnight. But it's not it's not like me right now. I got to be stretched to twelve feet. No, no, no. You would die before. Well, you I'd be got dead there. before I got to like nine. <laughs> I'd be dead. Okay, I think I'd rather be twelve feet tall than I'd rather be a giant <laughs> and uh, die in two years. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the wrong call. I'd be the tallest man that ever lived. Yeah, but then you'd be dead in twelve. I think you could. Good. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, got dark real quick. We're gonna get you another beer. Chef comes back later in the pod. Um, we'll be back instantly. Yeah. Be right back. All right, we're back with new beer. Yep, I have the uh, Christmas IPA from City Barrel here in Kansas City. It's I don't know what good. I have. I have basically the same beer, but it's a lot heavier and has kind of tastes like chocolate. Yeah, more chocolatey. So we're going to get back into it. It's CFP, CFB underscore real, and he says – how is the 2020 recruiting class ranked from the past five years? Is it something more to be more excited about, or we will have to wait and see until the 2021 class to get a real look at how Coach Climbing can recruit? Um, so first off, for those of you who remember, we did a podcast with Derek Young the night before signing day last year. Then we had some signing day surprises. So we're not doing that this year. We might try to get Derek on at some point this winter to break it down better than we could. But from my layman's point of view, I think 2020 is a little taste. It's something you can be excited about. Um, it's not going to be significantly different on the rank, like in the ratings. I think it's going to end up being a top 50 class, which we haven't seen for a few years. Um, but it's not like, you know – at one point, what, we were, like, top 25 for a little bit? Uh, right now, we're currently ranked 41, um, which is ob- a definite improvement from, you know, the year prior, which ended 68th. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, you know, it's not – I don't know if we're going to be able to see the recruiting chops really be illustrated through the 2020 class of this coaching staff, but I will say that, you know, the habits and the foundation that they're – displaying and that they've laid is you know something to be very excited about moving forward i mean we're already seeing that in the 2021 class locally where we have three, three of, the, of top the top five four, four. yeah three of the top four um kansas kids. kansas kids and you know we haven't seen we haven't seen this kind of you know recruiting commitment probably ever in our life i i don't think we've ever seen that yeah and um, I, I will say don't get discouraged in the 2021 class if the ranking ends up not being great, I think we're going to end up with between 25 and 27 
guys in the 2020 class and next class is just going to be smaller so just on how classes are graded it's not going to end up i mean it might be top 50 again it might not but you're only going to be signing between 18 and 20 guys next year yeah so the pure rankings may not be better next year but the quality of player is going to be better and then the relationships are going to be better and that's the other thing about this class versus old bill snyder classes you're getting guys who you want like the first tier guys on your board instead of waiting until signing day and basically grabbing the best of the best who don't have p5 offers that's the biggest difference we're getting guys signing up early and being a choice instead of, you know, the result of them not getting the offers they wanted. Yeah, and, you know, I feel like there's two things I've learned in the last couple of years in terms of recruiting, and it's, you know, the rating of the recruit, while I, it is important, um, but what's more important is how what other offers does that recruit have, you know? Do they have, like, a lot of P5 offers? Then that's something that's really a good indication of what that type of player is. And two, um, oh fuck. And two is that, um, can this coaching staff evaluate talent and, you know, are they getting guys, you don't want to go for guys that are just like, you know, higher rated just because that's how they're rated. You want to, you want to be recruiting guys that fit your system. And I think that that's what this coaching staff has proven that they can do. And, you know, Per Derek Young, who I think is one of the best recruiting analysts out there. I mean, Matt Hall tweeted gushingly about him today. And if you're not on Rivals, um, you know, K-State Online, I think you should be. Because following recruiting is honestly really fun. And Derek makes it really easy, putting out his recruiting notebooks and kind of laying everything out for you. Um, He does a really, really good job. And um, he's been very impressed with the staff and how they evaluate talent. So I think it's only only positives going forward. I agree with you 100%. Again, Derek Young over at Rivals is going to break it down better than anyone who is covering K-State recruiting. Um, and they're running a great deal right now with a gift card over to the Nike store. Um, so I'd go over to K-State Online, um, especially just even if you're going to only be over there for a few months, their breakdown of this recruiting class is going to be well worth the price of subscription. Um, we'll keep getting back on here. Um, Chef Andre Napier gets back into a, this. This is actually maybe the easiest question that's been asked um, on this Q&A. You have the choice to never wear again. Underwear, shirt, or shoes. Incredibly easy. So easy. Sometimes I don't wear underwear already, and I, it's fine. Not me, but like, <laughs> at least I mean, not I've, when I'm going out in public. But you're not. Well, here's the thing. We can't be shirtless. We can't here's be the thing. shoeless. You can put on shorts, and it's basically like underwear. And even if you're not, just get a good belt, and you're fine. True. I mean, but yeah, you can't like you can't survive without a shirt or shoes. Like it's that doesn't work. We just gotta. A question from Powercat Ryan, which I think we should just address real quick. How many recruits will commit during tonight's recording of Bosco's Boys? We're so far, two. we're at two. <laughs> so we'll come back to that if anything else happens. Yes, we will. Um, great, great, great interjection there. So at KSU Railroader, why are biscuits and gravy considered a breakfast thing, but both are acceptable for dinner separately? I don't understand that question. I've so never. Saying, is that a right, thing so, that people so, say? No, no, no. Well, I, 
I understand oh, oh, I get asking. it. I get it. I so, get like, it. hey, okay. at dinner, you can have a biscuit, and that's fine. I get it. At dinner, you can have gravy. That's fine. But biscuits and gravy is a breakfast thing. The one thing I'll say is you're Type not getting, of gravy, Yeah, right? I was going to say, yeah. you're not getting sausage gravy with your fried chicken, although that would be good. I will say this. Breakfast is 100% acceptable for dinner. Breakfast I had it literally last night, eggs, bacon, and pancakes for dinner last night because I was like, I don't want to fucking cook anything hard, and I'm not going to buy food. It's acceptable whenever you want yeah, to eat it. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's awesome when you get to have breakfast for dinner every once in a while. Yeah, 100%. But I, it is an interesting question. I do get origin, it. Yes, it that does, makes sense. It does come back to what type of gravy it is, is what makes it a breakfast dish. Agreed. Chef is back. He, I think he earns the golden bone. Always. For, well, yeah. He, Honestly, he always asks he, the most questions. The chef is the best. Um, he was oh. the only one that asked me questions for the Matt Hall like Patreon one. Oh, wow. So I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, that's all right. I need to get over to the Patreon. So this is a question that I think we're going to actually punt for the second time ever. We are going to punt on a, an Ask Bosco question for a full episode this off season. He said this might be too extravagant oh. of a question to ask, but you get to take one player from each position over the last 20, 22 years of Kansas State football and field a team go. I think this you should know, be an entire offseason episode. Yeah, we should do it like the draft. Yes, that will be our draft pod. And th- we're going to have to do a lot of homework because it's going to be fucking hard. <laughs> not only are we going to have to have backups at every position, but at every year, too. Yeah, it's going to be hard, but there's absolutely no way we can answer that right now. No, but that's a great, ep- or, uh, great question, Chef. Thank you, because I was struggling with coming up with this year's draft pod. You just gave it to me, so thank you. Yeah, great question. Uh, Grant F. Leonard asks, and that's Grant Leonard 21, Joe's Q39 or other. That's the perfect question because we <laughs> yeah. disagree on this. This has been established. Um, I'm Not established. It is an, it's a discussion or it's an argument you and I have had a couple times. Well, I mean, I'm firmly Q39. You're firmly Joe's. I love them both, um, but I prefer Q39. Yeah, and Scott's I, Joe's. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely Joe's. Um, I think he has follow-ups. He has a couple more. Where do you think the 2020 football recruiting class ends in the national rankings? Um, I don't know. Well, time out. I think you're – I have them in a Twitter queue. Oh. Keep going then. Yeah. I'll let you you carry this. Sorry. Oh, I see the barbecue one. Yes. So, I'm Joe's. He's Q39. There's another barbecue question follow-up later. Um, But, honestly – Barbecue in Kansas City is amazing. And also, this is going to be shots fired at Kellis and a couple other people. Get the fuck out of here with this Texas barbecue is better bullshit. Yeah, Get out of I here. kind of agree because with that. Also, here's the other thing. You're taking the one of the largest states in the country and saying, oh, this entire state's better than this metro of like yeah, 2 million yeah. people. Get out of here. Kansas City barbecue is the best in the biz. I don't disagree with you. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Everyone, all right. We're going to do a. We're going to put Kels in the bo- in the. I was gonna. House. I was literally gonna say that. Um, I'll just, think of something. Yes. We'll, we'll 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 come back to it. But we're gonna put Kels in the doghouse because we hate him right now. <laughs> Not really, but whatever. So Andre, Chef Andre Napier asks of the 2020 commits, who is going to get the most playing time next year? Oh boy, 
That's a good question. I actually think it might be Derek Newton, one of the Butler County Community College guys. He's a defensive tackle. We're losing our defensive tackles, and he really caused havoc down there in JUCO last year. So I think he might be the one. That's a pretty good one. Um, I feel like, yeah, a JUCO, a JUCO player might be a good shout. I'm looking at the list right now of commitments. Um, gosh, that's tough. I would love to see – I would love to see – Deuce oh, get Deuce some carries. Bond. Like I Deuce feel Bond. like he could be a guy that he might you know be. he could be like a young blood type of guy that we use. Um, get him some packages in the slot or you know, and we've seen we know that we're a, a running back committee type of offense. So I, I don't think it will be, but that's gonna be my answer just because I kind of hope to see him get in and tear it up. I agree with you, uh, Deuce Vaughn. That would be, be fun. fun, but I, I'm thinking it's gonna be Derek Newton. Um, I do have to give a shout-out to T. Denson. Um, he committed yesterday. He's a Georgia state champion. He's a borderline four-star. I don't know how many games he's going to play. He's going to play at least four. But he is one that, when it's all said and done, might be the jewel of this class. Yeah, I agree. And he's already talking, about, already talking about winning Big 12 titles. Love so that I love that. All right, Mike Smith, so M-I-K-3-5 Myth. Ass, what are the odds he has a girlfriend in 2020? Mike, my man, your odds are going to improve as soon as you stop, like, doxing all these girls you're pursuing on Twitter. Because, honestly. Aliases, Mike. Aliases. Yes, use aliases. But even then, if you ever get a date with them, start deleting tweets. Because eventually. Once again, I have to interject. Perfect. Perfectly. A tweet at Scott Wildcat. Uh Uh-oh. From Mike Smith. Uh Uh-oh. It's nice. I want to say thank you for the Christmas card. Very fo- very thoughtful of you. You're a good man. Thank you for all the quality stuff you and Grant Casey put out for the Cats. Fans, week in and week out, shout out to Mike. You're going to get a girlfriend, buddy. Yes, you're going <laughs> to get a girlfriend. We love you, Mike. You're and a if good you don't, dude. like, who cares? Just get a PlayStation. You have a PlayStation. <laughs> we can play together. Um, That's great. Shout don't, out to Mike. Hey, there's no blueprint for it. Just don't rush it. It'll hey, happen. I'm trying to find one, too. It'll it'll happen, or maybe it won't, and you can play PlayStation. <laughs> Sounds like I need to get a PlayStation. All right, so Grant <laughs> Leonard, who might get like number two for this Q and A podcast, he says charity exhibition basketball game at Sprint Center or Interest featuring all Kansas basketball teams: K State, KU, Washington, or Washburn, Emporia State, Forest State, Pittsburgh State. Opportunity for some unique matchups and a benefit charity. Who says no besides Greg Marshall? First <laughs> off, I love the shot at Greg Marshall. He's Me a too. bitch. Um, Greg Marshall is a bitch. I don't think that's going to happen because they do – K-State and KU play. And I think Wichita State play all these schools and exhibitions um, inside their stadium. But I've long thought – I'm going to use this as a platform – I think I said this to Gene on one of the podcasts. I think in the Sprint Center, they need to do a holiday Big 8 classic. It would be awesome. And and what what it needs to be is the three Big 8 schools that left, Colorado, Missouri, and Nebraska, and then K-State, KU, and then choose who you want from the remaining Big 8. Probably Oklahoma or Iowa State. If you want to throw Oklahoma State in there, fine whatever but six schools should should sign a three-year deal 
and rotate through those three schools and then maybe here here's the perfect deal it's a two-night event friday saturday or saturday sunday you have two games say next year is k-state nebraska and colorado uh iowa state and then the next day you have umkc versus st louis or umkc versus tulsa and then you have ku missouri they signed a deal to play, so that probably won't happen like that. But that's why it should be a two-night event. You call it the Big 8 Holiday Classic. You have the six schools rotating. And then you always have, like, a JV matchup before whatever the big game is that year. And then that be the headliner on Saturday while the other two are on Friday. So I think that would be the better call than all the Kansas schools playing each other. Sign me up. I would buy tickets to that in a heartbeat. I'm looking forward to the K-State game in the Sprint Center versus St. Louis. Me too. I feel like it's always great. I always have fun at that game. All right, Chef Andre Napier, how many episodes of Love and Listings did you end up watching? I ended up watching the first half of the season, but then once football <laughs> season started, I, I fell off. I watched like one half of an episode. Not, not for me. I like that type of reality TV, but not during football season. All right, Grant Leonard 21 gets back in it. Follow-up. What's your favorite Kansas City barbecue menu item? For me, it's the burn ends at Joe's. Literally the best food I've ever had in my life are the burn ends from Joe's. I gotta ask you a question. Have you got uh have you ever gotten the um chicken breast, the smoked chicken breast from Q thirty nine? No. I haven't either. Because why would you? It's chicken. Yes. You know, you're not going to go to a barbecue Although, place and order chicken. I know. However. We, we disagree on it. I think their wings are amazing there. But. I think they're good. Like, you know, they're good. I, I enjoyed them, but I don't think they're as good as, like, Charbar or even the peanut. And I don't even like the peanut, I love but the I, pe- un- I can peanut recognize. Is fa- peanut is my favorite wings, but I think Q39 might be my number two. I can step away and recognize that, you know, the peanut's wings are elite. It's just that I don't. I don't really fuck with buffalo sauce that hard, so so I kind of I I you know I I lean towards Q39. But let me just tell you something: when I had Spencer, uh, when Spencer came and he went to the Oklahoma game, we went to Q39 that Friday before, and we got like a pick three, and he got the chicken breast. Oh my god, it is unbelievable! It is absolutely worth ordering. Next time I go there, I'm gonna get mm. it because it's like not only is it like huge, but it. The flavor is fucking unbelievable. I, it's crazy good. It's are, worth ordering. I promise you. Are, but I would say my favorite is probably ribs from Q39. Maybe the burn ends. The ribs are good. Brisket's really good too. Yeah. Man, Q39. Do, I, I really need to go really get some barbecue like, soon. I really like Q39. I still think Joe's is the best. So I actually. Well, think I'll say there are days where I'm like, I think I'd rather go to Joe's for a certain type of reason. But I just think. I don't know. I just think the quality of the meat is better. I don't know. That's fine. So I think I came up with what we're going to do for Kellis and the Doghouse. You can override me if I want. But I think this, I haven't gives, thought about it, this so. gives the Boneheads a lot of creativity. Tweet a chicken gif at Kellis. That yeah. gives you all sorts of creativity. You can do, like, chicken wings. You can do, like, crazy chickens. The chicken dance. The San Diego chicken. Yes. All sorts of random I'll take that. chicken. I'll and take that. Here's the thing. I'm going to be monitoring this. The best chicken <laughs> gift that is sent to Kellis, or most creative chicken gift, I will send all three Ooh. Bosco's Boys koozies. 
That's pretty nice. The Christmas. No, all four. Ooh. The Christmas, the Cheersin alternate logo, the original logo, and the new logo. That's a good prize. You guys better start I getting creative. I will be creative. monitoring it. Do not <laughs> tweet at Bosco's boys, although everyone kind of knows if random gifts start being sent. They instantly it, know it's now. It's instantly us, but it's okay. But the best chicken gift sent to Kellis, you get all four koozies. I will be that's a hell of a That's a hell of a gift there. It is a hell of a gift. Hell all of right. a prize. Uh, Grant Leonard 21 asks, where does the 2020 football recruiting class end? I think top 50. I think between 40 and 50. It could get up to 55. But I think between 40 and 50. Sorry, what was the question? I, I thought we got another commit class. for a second. Where do they end up? Class. Where does it end? I think in the 40s, I would think. I hope so. 41 right now, two days away from signing day. And then there is the February signing day. Why would it move? Oh, that's true. Uh, like, I, I, Why would the needle move? That far there, away from 40. There are some folks in the 50s who might be getting like, like some big 10, guys. Well, 10, 10 new fucking commits. Or something yeah. Because like right now our class says that we have 24 commits, which is, you know, just the sheer size I think has us up. I'll say, I will, you know, I'm going to say under 45. I'll say 44. All right. I like it. I'm going to say 48. Why not? Casey okay. uh, Railroader, who probably gets third place for this. And that's a new Twitter handle coming across my. Uh, Knowledge. So, shout out to Casey R- Railroader. Thanks for being a bonehead. Will Kleiman sign a five-star recruit? If so, when? I'm going to say no because signing a five-star football commit is really tough. Also, I had a conversation once with Taylor Bratt, and I said, <laughs> I said, let's go get some five-stars, baby, after Kleiman, you know, was hired. And he said, four-stars, four-stars. We'll get some four-stars. So, I think that they're more interested, and maybe, like, fuck, even Bill. Bill signed some five stars in his day, didn't Did he? he? Five? I'm pretty sure. 2002. The 2002 class was, like, number 14, had, like, two five stars. I thought I saw that on the boards the other okay, day. Okay, well. I mean, I if I'm know. wrong, then, you know, call me out. But um, I don't see why not. It's possible. But I just feel like Kleiman is going to go for the guys that are high three – and four stars that fit his program, like it's absolutely possible. But yeah, actually, yeah, he's gonna get one because we're gonna be a top five program for the next decade. All right, when? Give me a recruiting class. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. All right, boneheads, mark it down. <laughs> also, if we're still doing the podcast in twenty twenty three, we will. You think? It's gonna be one of those things where, like, well, we just have to keep going. <laughs> I don't know. There's sometimes like when you skip out for like a month that I think to myself, well, a this thing- month. Okay. <laughs> Not a month. I think to myself, well, this won't even make it another year. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I want to formally apologize to the boneheads for missing a couple basketball ones. Um, I mean, you I didn't watch like three out of four. I didn't watch the games. You missed three out of Frankly, four shows. I didn't even know we were playing on Saturday, which is bad. Sunday. Which is bad, but I was out to di- I was out to lunch with family, so that's okay. Especially I, like holiday times, transition from I, football to basketball It's just weird. I just like giving you crap, and sometimes I get like fed up. I'm like, God, so much work I put into this, and Grant just kind of shows up. But then we like have these episodes where 
Hey, I like bought drinking. you a beer and I wrote no, some no, no. nice stuff in that I, car. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no I, I, I was, I was going to kind of make up for like sometimes being frustrated. I'm like, well, like it's these times. We're drinking beers. We're having fun. We're just kind of – we're just having stupid conversations into a microphone and 1,500 people are going to download it. It's like, okay, now I remember 15, why. 15,000. 15,000 are going to download million. it. 15 million 15 people. 15 million are going to download it. And I remember, okay, this is why we do it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So. It is fun. You're going to – I don't want to tell you what's in that card, okay. but it's pretty I, funny. I'll probably laugh when I listen to it. Um, so CW242, uh, and also the great thing about our podcast, we have like a dedicated UTSA listener. We have like a dedicated I, that West is, Virginia that listener. That is the best part. We have a couple KU listeners. Um, I think we have an Oklahoma listener. So I think that's actually a pretty funny thing. So he asks. I think the, be- the best part has just been like meeting people and being able being able to have like a continued like I channel the- of communication with these guys is great. I'm more just shocked that like David, this UTSA guy. That is the- hilarious. David he is the best. He came to tailgate. Hey, that well, was great. And, and shout out to UTSA. They got a new football coach. I hope you guys figure it out. I want to play UTSA <sighs> again. I want to hang out with David. So, all right. So CW242, our West Virginia listener asks, probably out of the realm of your interests right now, but who has the better year two uh, head coach wise, the Cats with Kleiman or his beloved Mountaineers with Neil Brown? I love that question. Um, I, I think that question because of how close Neil Brown came to being the K-State coach. I'm. I still have a thorn in my side that we lost that game. But this is what I'm gonna say. I really like Neil Brown. I think he's I gonna be too. successful at uh, West Virginia, and I think Chris Kleiman is gonna be successful at K State. Well, West Virginia scheduling like Probably, two Power Five teams, like in the non-con. Is like if they give him enough time, everything will be okay. Um, Year two, I, I, I think I would lean towards Chris Kleiman. I see. I'm nervous because you're losing your entire offensive line. You're losing three out of your four defensive linemen. I'm nervous. But I think we have, and this is personal opinion. We're going to have the better quarterback. I think that we have such a good offensive line coach that made, I think he elevated our line this year. I really believe that. And I don't think we had Josh Revis is the only guy coming back with any sort of playing time. I agree. But another thing that I really enjoyed about this year watching Courtney Messingham was how we adjusted to our style. And I think that we'll do that again. I think that our staff is very good and they're going they know what they have. I mean we weren't world beaters this year and we went eight and four. We got a chance to win nine games. Like I really believe that this staff is elite and I think that we can go into next year having you know, players that have been in the system, f- well, fuck. They, <laughs> linemen haven't been in the system. There's going to be linemen that haven't been in the system for a very long time, but the staff has been together for that am- a longer period of time. And I think that going into next year, I think they'll figure it out. You know, I'm not saying we're going to – I don't think we're going to – I think West Virginia's a 6-6 six and six team next year. I could see scenarios where we're 6-6, six and 7-5. Six, and five. Right. I would say that – We like, have to go to West Virginia next year. I know, but we should have fucking that's blitzed kind them. Of a road we should have blitzed them this year. We absolutely just shit our pants that game. We should have kicked their ass. They suck. But um, I don't know. I believe in the staff. I think like everywhere else, I feel pretty good about. Like the D line loses big some big players, but 
You I get feel the like best you can, player on the team back. You got the best player on the team back, and I feel like defensive line, you can kind of plug guys in. It's not like the offensive line. And we line. rotated a lot. So, You're I don't right. know. I, I think, think we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah. I think we'll be okay. I don't think that we're, our trajectory is going to go there. up. Throw but a number out there for next year. Like, I think 7-5 and five is doable. I think we might take a step back, but. I think 7-5 and five is doable. Like, I think we'll go to a bowl. Also, here's the thing. Coming into this year, if you would have told me 2020 you go 7-5, and five, I would have jizzed myself. I, I, I know. Was, I was thinking we were going to go 5-7 and seven this year and 4-8 and eight maybe next year. I know. That's what scares me the most is that, like, next year it's likely that we'll probably take a step back and I just hope people don't freak the fuck out. Well, and then also the shitty part after that is then the next year, new quarterback. But then again, like, we may not take a step back. Like, we might have – we might genuinely have a staff that is good enough to keep us on par. So, I – I just th- don't know. I think we go 3-0 and oh in the non Climbing is crazy. He is. He's but- psycho. He came in the first Here, day and no, he no. said, "We're gonna fucking win." I don't. This well, is no. not a rebuilding you're, year. You're right. We're gonna go eight and four again next year. We're going to go three and zero in the non-con. We're going to beat West Virginia. If we're we don't. Gonna, if we don't beat Vanderbilt, I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna check into a mental institute because they're not good. No, they were not good when we lost to them. Okay, we're gonna keep moving on. Um, again, this is probably, if not getting to number two drunkest episode, at least number three. F-bombs are starting to fly, so yes, they are. you can tell. So, Powercat Ryan, he went back and got a hashtag in for this. He had a handful of questions, um, so we're going to answer them, even though he forgot it on his original tweet. So, I'm going to ask you all of these borderline rapid fire. All right. So, you have to be ready. Who is your K-State position coach of the year 2019? Scotty Hazleton, but shout out to Messingham. He gets way too much shit. I think he did a very good job. Position coach, though. Oh, position coach. Jesus. I mean, Hazleton, the linebackers with a big no, injury. Sorry, well. I didn't. I was. I wasn't listening. Question one. Was not listening. Um. I don't I, think I, you're I, wrong with Hazleton. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably our best unit linebackers. One and of I th- them. If and I the think best. that Daquan Patton took a huge step forward. So I think I'll, I'll just stick with that. That's fair. That's good. I agree with you with Hazleton. Who is the recruiter of the year? Van Malone. Yes, I agree with you on that one. But again, we have—I think we have a full staff of like very good recruiters, of capable yeah. recruiters. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Play of the year. Play of the year. I have a definitive one. You the, got a definitive one? The Skylar Thompson draw versus Oklahoma. Yeah, that was a good one. Man, there's a lot of plays from it that game. It wasn't even a touchdown, but still. Honestly, play of the year that, like, when I think uh, – okay. The opening kickoff versus Iowa State versus with Youngblood. I'll, I'll go – so I'm going to go with um, a play that, like, got me – the mo- play that got me most juice this year and that I immediately think of is Malik Knowles' touchdown uh, return for Smith State. State. Yeah, that's a- Dude, that game was so fun to watch. Oh God! I was I was sh- I was terrified. Like I was so nervous because I realized like, oh, we might actually be like, we might win this and we might have a decent year. And then yeah, so when he did that, it was like, oh, we're the shit's ours. Brought us right back. Alternate uniform of the year, Wildcat script. I agree with you, and I'll give an honorable but, mention yeah. to the. Well, ready for this. If it happens, because it happens in 2019. I know what you're going to say. If we go all whites, white helmet, white jersey, white pants versus Navy. I mean, that was the original plan. That w- That is the original plan. We'll see what happens. 
That will get my honorable mention, but script wise, do you think they'll do the cats or Paracat? No, I think it'll be Paracat. Yeah, I think so too. Beer of the pot of the year. That's a tough one. Honestly, you haven't had this. We haven't had that on pod. Brandyland's so good. It's so good. I like it a lot. I'm actually. Uh, I think the uh, milkshake stout I had the last time we were here the might one, be mine. The first one I had, the blueberry like maple. It's really good. It's unique. I'm down with doing that one. That's a, that's honestly we the only at, beer that I've had that's here that I was like, oh, were, this is new. Beer of the pod hasn't been as prevalent in 2019. We haven't been at double shift as much this year. Um, we'll try to do better in 2020. Best player entering the transfer portal leaving K-State of the year. Zuber. I think when it's all said and done, it'll be Sean Neal Williams. I think he'll figure it out. I think he'll be really good at, like, St. Louis University or Southern Illinois, something like that. I think when it's yeah. all said and done, it'll end up being Sean Williams. Um, That's fair. Best road win of the year. Oh. I'm going to say Texas Tech because I was there. Yeah. Mississippi State probably for me because it was just like I did not think we were going to win that game um, going into it. All right. Pod of the year 2019. Do we have any good guests this year? 2019? I mean, uh, we had Gene Bishop, again. We Bish. had uh, David Allen. I don't think we can count Bishop. I mean, we can, but, like, the quality was not good enough. No. Um, we had David Allen in person. We had we had Zach Dials. That was fun. I enjoy Gene probably the most. Gene Part 2 was, like, Gene Part two was, was really fun. fun. Taylor Bratt was a lot of fun. Taylor Bratt was awesome. Um, well, the basketball draft was shows. fun. I got super flustered. Um, yeah. yeah, you did. The year, the 2018-19 yearbook pod with uh, that was Matt great. Was yeah, that was really fun. good. Um, I always love the Q and A's. I really do because Chris we always get Kleiman, drunk. I mean, Chris Kleiman, we got the head football coach of K State. Well, Skylar Thompson, at Big Told Media Days was yeah, a that lot was of good. Fun. I'm going to officially say Gene Part 2 because after that he tweeted a picture of him drinking a beer with our koozie, and he was clearly, like, more open with oh, us. He, oh, and also just, like, hanging out with him before and after. It was way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way different. Like, we were, like, shitting our pants the first one. Like, that was, like, kind of put us on the map a little bit. Yeah, the, the second one literally is just like, hey, Gene's like, what up, boys? Boy. When am I going to come on yeah, next? <laughs> I know, and then he started talking uh, crap on uh, – Jay Billis, yeah. Yes, yes. He wanted to great. get a pod with Jay I, Billis. I do think Gene Part 2 is probably, probably it, but I had a lot of fun with Taylor Bratt. Um, Big Ke- Kev J, favorite K-State athlete of all time. Uh, I mean, probably Jacob Pullen. Like, probably. Yeah. It, well, it's. I think it's easy for me, Jacob Pullen, because yeah. if you think about the time he was playing, it's – End of high school into college, so it's like the peak of your college. Exactly, fandom. yeah. Um, the moments he was a part of, that recruiting class he was a part of, I think it has to be easy, Jacob Poland. Jacob Poland's easy. I love Terrence Newman and, like, Darren Sproles, but, like. Arthur Brown was up there for Oh, me. yeah, definitely. Only two years, though. Definitely. Um, Tyler Lockett up there because it's kind of towards the end of college, but I don't think I'll ever love anyone as much as, like, after you graduate. I love Arthur Brown more than Tyler Lockett. 
I I agree with you. I agree with you. But I, I'm just saying, like, I don't think I'll ever love anyone as much as, like, guys who were in school yeah, at the yeah. same time. Like, yeah, yeah. Here's a question. Favorite cat of all time who wouldn't be considered one of the all-time greats? Like, for me, it's Thomas Gibson on basketball. And then for football. All-time greats. Uh, Is this your own personal question? Yes. So, for me, like, basketball, like, not an all-time great Thomas Gibson. And then for football, probably Ty Zimmerman. Yeah. Zim had the on- – he had some pretty high honors, he though. He actually – yeah, Zimmerman might be too good to fall into that. I'm trying to think of a football Chris one. Harper could be on there. Yeah, I think He Chris, wasn't quite high enough, yeah. like, nationally recognized. Yeah. He so wouldn't be considered an all-time fall. great. So, yes, Zimmerman was too good. But I fucking loved him. I would him. say, yes, Thomas Gibson and Chris Basketball Harper for me. Basketball is hard. Basketball is kind of hard. I feel like – and correct me if I'm wrong – but I feel like Cam Stokes is absolutely yes. not considered an all-time great, no, and no, he should be way yes. highly – he should yes. be respected way more. Yes. So that's my answer. Good, good Chris call. Harper, Cam Stokes. Good call. We are – we all right, I think Chris Harper is gettable. I think we need to get Chris Harper in 2020. Fuck yeah. All right. Uh, from Chuck James 919 uh, good friend of the pod, he needs to tweet in more questions. This is a good one. What channels or streaming services <laughs> will the Cats – be on in the 2026 seasons after the current media deal is up i think it'll be espn plus and ready for this one amazon prime there aren't they like streaming soccer now they're doing soccer and nfl i think the big 12 in 2026 will be exclusively espn plus and amazon prime yeah i don't i think that's like reasonable um amazon prime's kind of out there but not crazy. They're getting into that, though, like now. So, you know, when you look five years in the future, seven years in the future, why not? I think that's reasonable. All right. Uh, Logan Winter, L Winter 79, if you could get rid of one law and create your own, what would it be? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I honestly, and not to get too political, I would get rid of the federal income tax and I would either do a flat tax or a consumption tax in, in place of it. Um, consumption. I officially would get rid of I would federal get, income tax and then do a consumption tax. Something blue. something about gambling, sports gambling. I think that's going to happen. So. Well, I could make it happen quicker. That's true. Uh, make big, that legal. Big Kev J asks one more most overrated case of athlete. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to get crucified. And those of you that are patrons have pro- may have already heard this. And I wish I had Matt Hall here to back me up. Michael Bishop. I mean... <sighs> Scott rolled I, his eyes a no, hundred no, 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 times no, just no, now. I, no, but, I, he, but it was in a way that he was like, I agree. I mean, because if you put other K-State quarterbacks with those teams... I mean... Yeah, I I went as far. uh, We talked mad shit on the '98 team as well. Uh, I'm not gonna go too far into it. Go check on, check out the Patreon. Um, It's all pretty valid. It's all pretty valid. But hey, I still love that team, and I feel like it's probably the most talented team in history. But trying to think. Let me ask you this question, actually. If Iowa State was talking about their greatest team in school history. That went eleven and two, and they went eleven and zero in the regular season. Lost in the Big Twelve Championship and lost in the Alamo Bowl, and only played like literally did not play really any good teams. How much would we crucify them for that? All right, 
But here's the thing. Nebraska nine and four and Colorado both end up in the top twenty five postseason. But they lost top four. Nebraska was nine I know. and four. I know, I know, I know, I know. Colorado was like I mean, we beat them fourteen to nine. They didn't end up no, in the I top twenty five. Missouri no, did. Missouri ended up in the top again. I there is one hundred percent you're not invalid saying that. I'm just <laughs> saying that there has been like it's it's and I still crazy. love that team. Like the twenty twelve team had better wins. And I said, like I said, the the 2012 team is like not better, but like um, like a better season and like a more impressive season. Yes. But even then, even then, even that season, the best teams that we beat, they weren't that good. Like Oklahoma ended up ten and two. Ten and two? Were they ten and two? Yeah. That's pretty good. Texas ended up in the top twenty-five. But, like, all the really, like... Baylor ended up in the top 25 yeah. after they... I mean, lost. I feel like we beat a lot of good teams that year, but, like, they ended up not being as good as we thought they were. And that's I just feel like... In, I just that's feel like in the round-robin Right, era, that's my point. Like, playing a round-robin team, like, with not even remotely as talented of a squad. But I think they beat better teams. But no, we, I, we don't I have, to, we I, don't I have think, to open up that one. No, that's why I think... Uh, I'm trying to think of an overrated player... I mean, honestly, I feel really guilty saying that. Well, and he, here's the thing: I, I think, I think Barry Brown was overrated amongst K State fans. He had some great moments. Notable Barry Brown hater over yeah, here. Not a hater, <laughs> but he only made All Big Twelve once, and Dean Wade made All Big Twelve twice. And I still think that Dean Wade is underrated by K State fans. And that that being said, that's I, true. Yeah. In the early versions of this podcast, I shit on Dean Wade way more than I should have. Dean was just a victim of circumstance. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I do think Barry Brown is. I, and Dean was like visibly timid often. Th- that's true. It took him true. so long but, to come but, out of his shell. How many first team all conference fo- basketball players but, have we had in the I mean, history of the program? Uh, Dean was definitely like a better basketball player. Like Dean Wade, there's no argument for Dean Wade not going the rafters. I could make an argument against Barry Brown. Like the reason, like. And Barry Brown the is reason everyone, the best player. The reason That's everyone loves Barry is because, like, he fucking worked his ass off and, like, he made plays here's when he a, needed to. Here's he a question. put the team on his back. Was there ever a season where Dean Wade was defi- – or Barry Brown was definitively the best player on the team? I don't think so. I mean, he did When the whole more. team was healthy. He did more his junior year. But, yes, but he also – like, the thing that Dean – or Barry Brown has going for him, he never had a long-term injury. Cam Stokes had multiple long-term injuries, and when they all came in, Cam Stokes was the best player their freshman year. I would say Dean Wade was the best player sophomore through junior year, but he had to deal with injuries. Barry Brown was just more durable. Again, Barry Brown, good player. I've come around to him being in the rafters, but I think he's overrated <laughs> by K-State players. And here we are. You said Bishop hey, I was said overrated. Michael Bishop. <laughs> I, so we're going to get crucified. Regardless, that, we're yeah. going to be fucked there. Uh, Liberty Bowl fan, I am uh, Austin McCain asked – what is the best Christmas gift you ever got? Mine is one of two things. An autographed football from fullback great Tony Richardson or a Papa shot. Those are my two. I think I – th- I mean, this is a hard question because I feel like I don't remember. Actually, as an adult, shit. I got those growlers, the carbon – or the pressurized growlers last, last Christmas. So those were also a great adult Christmas gift. Those are pretty awesome. I'll say all the way back when I was like – Six or seven years, excuse me. Wow, I'm belching now. Six or seven years old, PlayStation One, Crash Bandicoot. That went a long way. Now here I am, you know, 22 years later, 
Still a PlayStation boy. All right, final question of this Q&A. Is the Big 12 coaching carousel over? Will Lincoln Riley go to Dallas? Will Matt Rule take the Giants job? Will Messingham take the Texas offensive coordinator job? Which is more most likely? Which would cause the biggest uproar? What other scenarios could you see happening if a big job opens? First off, I had no idea Messingham was being mentioned with the Texas offensive coordinator job until like I didn't either. Right before I left work. So apparently Texas is trying to look at him at the offensive coordinator job. He ain't going um, nowhere. I think if you put a gun to my head, I would say no head coaching vacancies. Um, I think what would cause the most uproar would be Lincoln Riley taking the Cowboys job if it opens up. But what I desperately want to happen is Matt Rule to take the Giants Same. job. I want Matt Rule to take an NFL job so I can adopt them as my second favorite team. Because Matt Rule is a good guy. He's a good coach, and he should not be at Baylor. I agree. Um I don't. Yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna leave. Honestly, sadly, I think Matt Rule will stay at Baylor. Um, I don't think Lincoln. Like, I don't. I don't think Lincoln Riley's gonna leave. I don't know why he would leave. He's got an incredible job, and he hasn't won. He hasn't won the big game yet. So I feel like, why would you, you know, as a coach, want to do that? And I just feel like the NFL's more. It's it lacks soul from the college game. That I just don't know. I don't know. I think you missed a question. How many Christmas movies do you watch per oh, year? I did. I did skip over that. I that don't watch. Grant, I, I, like, Grant Leonard, right? No, Casey Railroader. Okay, sorry, Casey Railroader. But I don't I'll really watch, watch that many. Watch um, a ton. I would put mine under five. Oh, easily over five. I will watch all three the Santa Claus movies. I will watch Christmas Vacation. I will watch. Christmas Story, I will watch Office Christmas Party, I will watch The Night Before, I will watch uh, Christmas Express, I will watch the Christmas Prince Netflix movies, I will watch Noel on Disney+. Plus. I watch a ton. Uh, Frosty, Rudolph, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. I am, I am all in on Christmas. Also, I see an old question from Dan Merker. Did we, did we ask that it? one? If I told you at the beginning of the season oh, we'd go eight yes, and four, which four games would you have chosen to lose? Yes. Shout that, out to Dan, that's a my great. my Arsenal boy, and you met him. You got yes. to meet him at the at the bourbon tasting. Yes, and I, I missed that. Thank you for keeping me honest on those questions. If I were if I were gonna pick four, oh god, it's hard. Um, I mean, honestly. If you're telling me we're going eight and four, I I, I would, might choose Bowling Green and I would choose like State. the games that like I don't care like that I have no like emotional investment in like because Maybe but in, in hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty obviously so like if you asked me this question six months ago I'd be like well I wouldn't feel bad if we lost to Oklahoma yeah. if we lost if we lost to like the four best teams on our schedule but the feeling of but like when we beat were. Oklahoma. Yeah, so like I would choose like what is gonna hurt? What's gonna hurt us the least? Honestly, the only game that we lost that I was legitimately distraught about was West Virginia. That one was obviously. And annoying. the only game I would trade legitimately, I would trade West Virginia and Texas for Bowling Green and Nichols. Yeah, like I mean, imagine starting off Owen fucking two, and then just and beating somehow ending State. up eight and four. That'd be amazing. Not only that, but then, like, you're winning eight out of your last two. I mean, you you're can't. in the Big 12 championship game at that point. No, you're not. I mean, no, we not. can't 
Yeah, I yes, mean, you are. Yes, yes, because you would have had the tiebreaker over Baylor. You would have ended up in the Big Twelve Championship game. Yeah, like losing to Oklahoma State and Baylor, like really Bothers. doesn't hurt that much, you know. So I'd keep those. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. I want. I I want West Virginia and Texas back. So then I'm trading Nichols in. I love that answer, actually. That's a great answer. That's a funny answer. I don't think that we miss any other ones. Um, right, but that well, one was old, so. Yep. Uh, so thank you for all the questions, Boneheads. Use hashtag AskBosco. We will eventually come back and get them. Uh, we're going to have, I think, one or two more episodes before Christmas. Eventually we'll have the bowl preview coming up. I'm not sure when we're going to record it. but it will, it uh, will. We have this Friday we're going to record Jeopardy with you, me, Matt Hall, and my brother Cole. Um, so that will probably drop on Monday. Then. You and Cole have to dethrone Matt, hopefully. I don't think it'll happen, but it should be a fun episode. Um, and then, I, shit, I we think the next one after that might be bowl preview. Yeah. Um, so, it's, uh, December 17th, we can just go ahead and say Merry Christmas to everyone yeah. right now. Merry um, Christmas. Um, we love you guys. This is honestly great. We I love doing the podcast. Yes, it's a lot of fun. Are we going to meet anywhere before the Kansas City sprint center game or not possibly but i think we should tweet it out yep we'll have to tweet it out we'll talk to you guys later we love you guys thanks for riding with us we will say merry christmas we'll probably say on the next podcast as well but everyone have a great holiday season and here's probably a christmas song and happy holidays if you're not yes. celebrating christmas yes happy uh, kwanzaa happy hanukkah merry christmas happy new year uh, happy solstice all of it meet me at the cat head love you Hang all the mistletoe, I'm gonna get to know you better. This Christmas, and as we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together. This Christmas, the fireside is blazing bright. Whoa, uh, we're caroling through the uh, night. Whoa, this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me.
Social Podcast Network.